0: Hey there, friend. Welcome to Online Courses Made Easy. I'm your host, Robin Kent, and I am thrilled you are here with me. Do you find yourself with a head full of course ideas and content only to feel overwhelmed when it's time to transform that knowledge into a profitable online course, navigate the course technology, and craft a clear launch strategy? no worries, because this podcast is designed just for you. I'll guide you in mastering the art of organizing and delivering your course content for student success, creating launch strategies, that draw in your dream students and setting up systems that make learning a breeze. So go grab your favorite cup of coffee and let's dive in and simplify the world of online courses. Hey friend. Okay, so I cannot wait to get started on today's podcast with you because it's something that you just don't hear too many different course creators, people who work with course creators talk much about. And this is talking about learning styles when you are going to build your online course. And it's so deep and near to me Because I am an educator at heart. So I was in public education for nearly 20 years. And so many times you hear about learning styles with children and you think about how do they learn best and making sure you have different modalities in place to teach a concept. You know, you think about all the different ways, but I just rarely hear about it when you're talking about building an online course. Sometimes we do the things that, you know, um, actually help with different learning styles, but we don't intentionally think through it. This is what I want to talk to you about today. And it's so funny because I'm actually at my daughter's house, who lives an hour from me, and babysitting her kitties because she is actually on a school trip because she is actually an educator as well. She is a music educator. And so she is a high school band director, but It is just so fun just to be able to be on the same wavelength with her and talking about how do people learn. And sometimes I think we get stuck in the thing of, oh, that only has to do when you're in school. That's only like maybe when you were in grade school or high school or maybe college about how we learn. But the thing is, is that we don't grow out of our learning styles. We still have a preferred learning style. We still have preferred ways that we learn concepts and that we absorb things, especially if it's a concept that is foreign to us, a concept that mm, we don't quite get the first time around. So this could be some of your people who are your possible students coming to your course is they are not very familiar with what you're about to teach them. So I want to take you through the scenario so that you can be intentional about how you set up the pieces in your online course. This is what I am going to be doing with my students even closer in a course that I have coming up in January. This is, we're going to be talking about teaching styles and learning styles and those kinds of pieces to make the most profitable course, not just to get them into the course, but also to find success for each and every student that comes into your course when you provide the knowledge and the expertise that you have. So we're going to talk about four different ways that people learn. Okay, So of course, visually, If you have listened to my podcast for long, you probably heard me talk about that the majority of people, adults, kids, whoever, are visual learners. Does that mean that they're only a visual learner? No, not at all. And so you actually, um, most adults and children have different modalities of learning. So they have a variety of ways, but visual learning is one of the primary ways that almost everybody, I think it is 86%. Of the population are visual learners, so there they might be other pieces as well, but that one main factor, so thinking of it being visual, I can tell you this: um, one of my clients who is so so smart, so intelligent, such a creative thinker, and she is such a visual person. Uh, whether, I mean, we do live in the same town, so it makes it so easy that we can meet at the coffee shop and I can teach her how to do stuff. But I have some clients that are not local and we hop on Zoom, we share screens and I walk them through different steps of maybe how to go and edit their blog or maybe how to go and, you know, use Canva to design their PDFs for their online course. So it's very visual, very visual-like. Explain to me. But if you think about that, when you're teaching someone like that hands-on, how do you transfer that into a course? How do you transfer that into an online course of being visual? Because you think about you do have, of course, like videos and you are teaching them something or maybe you have a PDF with it broken down on there for them in a visual way Uh, or you could have, of course both. You could have the actual teaching of it, and then you actually have the handout as well for them to take notes on. So when you think about that all together, we're really getting into even other modalities of learning. You know, so of course, so so we talked about visual auditory. So the auditory part, of course, people hearing it, they very likely might want to see it and they want to hear it at the same time, and then it really sticks in their head. Think back with me, because I do love math. I mean, math is one of my favorite things, and uh, statistics and all of those things, but I'm a very creative visual learner as well. But in math class, because so many people struggled in math, if you heard the teacher talk about it and talk through explaining how to do the word problem, then you were like, Oh, that makes so much more sense. So that is what we want your student to have when you're taking what you might do with a one-on-one client and you're turning that into a online course type of situation. So we talked about visual, we talked about auditory, and then also reading and writing it. It's so funny, the other day, so I'm i am I'm such a techie person and I love having tools at my fingertips to be able to take notes or to remember to do stuff or to plan out different things, but there is science behind the actually writing things out. The old-fashioned pen and paper, writing it out and getting your thoughts on paper. For me, what it proved just in the last couple of days is I wasn't distracted by all the other digital things on my computer. And I was able to actually stay focused and get a plan mapped out. So, but writing that... Is another layer that it in our brain to actually write out our information that we're, you know, our answers. It's gonna help us remember it and soak in so much more. You know, you think about there are so many different um, programs when you have different courses and stuff, and they have all of these amazing Google fillable worksheets. I mean, hey, I love them too. But when you do the old-fashioned print them out and you fill in the space, yes, it's going to take ink to go and print them out. Go print them out on black and white. Uh, But that's also one of the reasons why I um, encourage my clients to actually, my students, when they make their PDFs, to use light and bright colors. So we can save on that ink. But Print it out. And when you write out your answers versus typing in your answers, there is just another level of learning and remembering it for so many people. Okay. So visual, auditory, the read and write. And then the last is kinesthetic. So kinesthetic, thinking of movement putting it together, actually applying what you did. Think about this in school when you actually went and did the science experiment. (laughs) Then you were like, oh, this makes sense. Okay, because I'm actually getting up and doing it. Or you were in gym class, and they showed you how to do a cartwheel. And when you got up to actually do it, then that's when you're like, oh, this is harder than it looks because you were actually putting it to the test. But think about that with your online courses. How can you make this kinesthetic? How can you make this? How can you have them apply it? Maybe you're teaching them how to do videos and the actual application is going through the process to actually create the video. So you could have an assignment in there to help them follow through and actually recording a video. Maybe you're a health coach and you are teaching them how to put together healthy recipes. So maybe you could have them go and create one of your recipes, take a picture of it, and then there it is that they went through and actually did the creation of the actual recipe and submitted that back to you just for accountability. So those are some different ways that I want you to just stop and think about that even though this is something that you hear about in this classroom, in the public education world, maybe like even in college and things like that, but As we are course creators building online courses, you have to think about your students. What kind of learner is your student? You could have all the different varieties, or you might have one that's a little bit more predominant over another. If you have people who want to hear it on repeat, then maybe you need to make audio clips or make a private podcast lineup uh, for your students. If it is... somebody who they really want that tangible printed out thing, then you're going to want to create PDFs and create worksheets that they actually work through. So you just have to think what you're going to provide. Now the thing is, is the more that you provide, the more students that you're going to be able to actually help them find success through your course, and they actually get to the other end. But at the same time, of course, when you add these different pieces, it's a bigger value. Your course is a higher value. So you can add and have a higher price ticket because you have so many different ways that you are connecting with them and you're delivering and you're helping them. I mean, if you actually do a like Q&A or live coaching calls. So it's not just recorded stuff, but you just, but you do live coaching calls as well and you have feedback. And so that's just even another level of applying the information, talking through it, and really you as the instructor getting a sense of What are they capable of doing and where are they? Where are they getting stuck? Because remember, so many times as an online course creator, this is something that might be second nature to us. Like we could do in our sleep. Like we don't even really think about how did we do this from the beginning. So no matter if you have been a teacher for years, but you are stepping into the teaching world as an online course creator, you want to stop and think about these things so that, one, you can make the difference that you were designed to make with the talents that God has given you and for your students to be able to really go, oh, that's how you do it. Oh, I can do that. You want those kinds of feedback, that kind of feedback, from your students, because you know, you know what you're doing, you just have to get that information to them. Okay, so man, I get so passionate, because this is just, so near and dear to my heart about thinking about how do other people learn and that not everybody learns the same way as us. I mean, even in my immediate family, we are all lifelong learners and we all learn in different ways and we are all passionate in different things. But the thing is, is that you have to, when you stop and you are taking on that role to actually teach someone else. This is such an important piece to having that successful, profitable course. So I hope you found this helpful. And as I mentioned earlier, I'm actually going to be going deeper into this in a course that I will have coming out in January. I'm so excited. I'm going to actually be teaching you how to actually build the tech build the tech and think through the strategy, plan out your strategy to actually launch that course. So we're going to start with creating and making sure that that content curriculum is in wonderful layers and nice layers where your student you know your student you know what their foundation is you're going to walk them through it and this is going to be at the very beginning of my course of just being able to make sure we have that all laid out because we have to know what those modalities are and what we're going to handle and do before we tackle the tech before we talk about the strategy of building it and launching it and delivering it. We have to know what's going to be in that course and how are we going to present it. So that's just round one, but this is Number 1 of a five part series that I'm going to be bringing to you to help slowly roll out what you're going to get a taste of in my course that will be coming in January and I'm so excited to finally do this. I've done this with clients one on one for 7 years and I'm excited to put this in a course to actually teach online course creators how to do it themselves and not be overwhelmed no matter if you have a t- Hecky bone in your body. Okay, well, that is it. And I cannot wait to see you in part two that will be coming next. Hey, friend, thanks so much for listening to the Online Courses Made Easy podcast today. I sure hope it helped get your wheels turning and believing that you too can create a profitable online course. If you ever have any questions or want to dig deeper into navigating your course creation journey, then make sure to come join me and other course creators over in the community on Facebook, where we are all on the same journey of building that online course to grow our business and have more time freedom with our families. Go to robinkent.com forward slash community community so that you can build, launch, and deliver the online course you can't stop thinking about. Can't wait to see you in the next episode. Have a great week.